Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hello, Ward. Hello, Eric. Do you think that's like our catchphrase? Hello, Ward. Hello, yeah. Eric. Is that like our thing? You know what? I don't I don't really remember anybody saying that to us, like walking up to us and saying that to us, like, hey, I'm I'm doing your guys' thing. But in part, it's probably because they know we just ripped it off from Seinfeld. It's true, a little bit. I, I didn't consciously rip it off, though. I it was it's so buried deep in the subconscious, it just came out. I will say though, when we were in Bloomington. And we saw our good buddy from the place that we are powered by. Communitycars.com Sponsor of the Pollution Hysterics. Communitycars.com Illusion Engines Talk with Ward and Eric. Fade out. When we saw our good buddy Evan Martin behind community cars and he was driving next to us he had his brother on the phone and he made us you know say hi to his brother and the brother did say hello ward that's right that's right so we have had that happen okay it's our catchphrase it, i'm glad you reminded me of when we saw evan because i think i think people should live through the moment i lived through where it was quite competitive for parking at Little Zagreb's, uh, really in anywhere around the, the circle, you know, downtown Bloomington, families moving in. And as we're pulling a U-turn right there at the, the corner of whatever Little Zagreb is nestled on uh, and going up on the, the north side of that block, you apparently saw Evan Martin in his car. I did. What I saw was as you were pulling a U-turn, the front of our car on loan from community cars aimed directly at an elderly man who was blind. He was at the intersection waiting to cross with his cane. And so I thought you saw him as I did since he was right in front of the car. 
and and you know you stopped in order to let him cross in front of us but as soon as you just started slamming on the horn i was like what are you like you were up five feet away from this man and you're blasting blasting an suv horn right in his face uh turns out you were just being friendly you were just saying hi to evan the gentleman wasn't phased in the least he's obviously quite used to honking going on around him but it was it was mortifying for me for a hot second <clears throat> yeah, you were definitely more worked up about it than he was. <clears throat> but it, I do realize that it was not great timing on my part. Uh, communitycars.com. I mean, look, I, I just don't know what else to say. You need a car, you go to communitycars.com. I, I mean, like, you're stupid if you go anywhere else. We were so fortunate on this trip, as we are on all our trips, to have them take care of us. The car's there at the wait, waiting at the airport for us. It's a great car. Uh, this car was a 2020, as the sticker on the windshield uh, would tell anybody driving by. We were within a, a mile. Within a mile, <laughs> you could see that it was a 2020. Um, but you know, in immaculate condition, ran like a dream. It was just such a pleasure to basically live in that for the better part of a week. And even after uh, we had to part ways, and I went up to the the uh, Peru Olympics, as I was inclined to do, I got to roll up to Chatham Hills Country Club in my 2020 community car, and the boys were quite impressed. I mean, they knew, you know, I, I drive a shitty old Prius, so they knew it wasn't my car, but they were impressed that for a week I could pretend like I had class. Yeah, look, you want to buy a car over the phone? You buy it over the phone. You want to buy it online and spec it out? You do that. You want to go in and have a relationship with a person one-to-one -one like they did in the old days? You got that. If You're not going to feel like you have to take a shower afterwards. You're not going to feel bamboozled, swindled, grifted, worked angled cajoled <laughs> that's all i got that's all i got it was a good run it was a good run we do have a correction from last week you did say evan was the patriarch shouldn't that title go to his father yeah 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 what's this... evan the prince uh yeah yeah sure the, okay. the... he's the prince of communitycars.com so uh and 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 you know we love them and they, they are such a good family and a friend to iu athletics specifically iu basketball and football um they've been a good friend to us with nil and they will continue to be so communitycars.com i got some updates and i got some stuff i want to talk about okay i've, I've got one more omission from last week i want to hit but there's no rush on that is it by any chance the three generations of davis Oh no, I like that though. We should talk I about that. I wanted to too. hit that. I let's just go to that real quick since we brought it up. Sure. Look, there is no question that the fantasy camp experience and the whole who's your fantasy experience weekend is like life affirming and life altering because of the stuff you get to do. There's no doubt. Getting access to the locker rooms and the training facilities and the court and the lounge and all that and mingling with players and coaches is incredible but it really is about the camaraderie you build with your teammates the other people around there because you're all bonded by this shared love of indiana basketball which is a powerful thing as we know but we got the opportunity on my team was a gentleman by the name of don davis i hope he doesn't mind me using his name here not trying to embarrass him but on the first night as part of the captain's club at the dinner and at the uh, mock official visit don Senior was with him don's father came with him the two with, dons and he, 
and the two Dons. And he was like taking uh, photos of the whole thing. It was amazing. And then at dinner, Don's dad is there and getting to meet Don and his dad and just seeing that relationship is so cool. Yeah, I and got then, to sit. I got to sit next to both of them, and just just to, to to see them side by side. And you know how precious it is for us to spend any time in and around Indiana University basketball or Indiana University with our dads. It just swells the heart. It does. And then the rest of the weekend for the fantasy camp, Don Junior, or I I don't know what he is, Don the third. No, no, um, his name's Philip. Oh, the youngest one isn't Don also? No, I really I called them out. I'm like, what happened here, guys? Why, why yeah. do we not have the third Our Don? Third. But a third generation, Don Jr.'s son, Philip, was around the whole weekend and got to be part of the winning team coaching and, and cut down the nets. But he was there, and I remember there was a moment on Don Jr. was on my team, and we were bad. And he was like the only guy scoring on our second unit. And he hit like drop step, pump fake, got the guy in the air, drew the foul, hit the bucket and hit the shot. And I think this was in our second game. First game was a bit of a struggle for all of us, but this game, he, he really came alive and I was so excited for him. And I was so excited that his son got to see that. It just, it, it was like such a great moment to be a part of. And I know that they'll have that forever. Uh, so I, I just, that's my omission from the fantasy camp recap. What was your omission going to be? Well, well mine, maybe I shouldn't admit on the air because maybe it'll be used as evidence against me. It's not my fault, but I was barreling down the court. I think it was in our second game, maybe the first game on Saturday. And I was going after a loose ball, minded my own business, racing down the sideline and suddenly a hockey game broke out and i was body checked cross checked yeah. into the brand new led uh, score table screen yeah and uh and just smashed into it maybe i added a little theatric like i was Wait, I, maybe I, well look maybe here's what i did not exaggerate was the way my body flew into that thing after where I kind of like let like kind of made it seem like I was knocked unconscious for a moment. That was just for the fans. That was just for a good time. For the fans. <laughs> but then, you know, and, and sort of like, wow, that was so loud and violent. I should be in bad shape, but I, I'm okay. And I popped up and I, I'm running down the court and I'm like, hey, no harm, no foul. But then going back down the court the other way, I look over and this brand new, however many thousands of dollars scoring table now has one big black square in the middle of it. And we have we have seemingly permanently damaged uh, the new scores table. No one which, knows who to call to fix that. Nobody knows who to call to fix it. So whoever probably installed it coming in from Seattle or something. We did have a chance over the course of the weekend to share that story with Coach Woodson, who showed absolutely no concern for my physical well-being but he goes well, well that's going to be a problem we what happens when one of my guys go into it because they're much bigger and they're much larger so if you see some of those black panels uh popping up over the course of the season you'll know where trouble started on that but look my shoulders were fine we can't say the same about your shoulders oh, hold on time out we're not going to move on to shoulders yet i've got the whole update but first of all it was your first game because it was against us because oh, okay. I had a front row seat on the court to seeing the whole thing play out in front of me. Who was it? Was it Scott who did it? I think Scott. I don't was... remember who hit you, but you did. He hit you. 
you did fly into it, and then the theatrics started, and they were funny. They were very funny. <laughs> um, and I helped you up, but you were so into your own one-man show at that point. Sure. You didn't know that it was me <laughs> helping you up. You were like, why? No, get off the stage. This is my time. But there was a foul call. I did get that call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but, got the call. But, but it wasn't a shooting foul, I don't think. Um, but I want to make this announcement because we announced it on Twitter today. We have announced the dates already for next year's Hoosier Fantasy Experience. Get it in the calendar, people. August 17th, which is a Thursday, through the 20th, which is a Sunday. All the events that we did this year will be back better and bigger than ever. We'll be Plus- doing the fantasy camp. Plus mud wrestling, right? Did we get that All in? mud wrestling all the time. That's okay. $100,000 to join. <laughs> um, it's just you and Logan Duncombe mud wrestling for an hour. I'll start That's all it is. Out. I'll start growing out my mustache. Yeah. So August 17th to the 20th, these spots for the fantasy camp are going to go pretty quickly, I think, this year. If you want to reserve a spot, the best way is to email us at hysterics at gmail.com. Hoosier hysterics at gmail.com spell out all of Hoosier and all of hysterics we at got gmail.com. It. We, got it. we got that one. And let me know that you want to reserve a spot. Remember there's coaching spots too. If you, you have to be 35 years old to play, but if you want to coach, you know, if you, if your legs uh, aren't, aren't what they used to be, if your shoulders aren't what they used to be, and you just want to coach, there's coaching spots available as well. Uh, we don't have full pricing uh, on it. It'll be similar to last year, but it will increase a little bit. Captain's Club is another like two $2,500 $2, on top of the base price. But listen to last week's podcast if you want to know what Captain's Club includes. And I think you'll see it's more than worth it. You're paying for just once-in-a-lifetime access and experiences. But please email us, hysterics at gmail.com. I announced it on Twitter. We already have a bunch of emails in from people who are like, sign me up. So, it's going to be fantasy camp, fantasy golf, fan fest, and women's clinic again. So that's out of the way. All right, right let's talk about injuries. Uh, okay, you you can go first. I'm, yours are more extensive, that's for sure. Oh, that's my alarm. That means we uh, have a podcast to do. That's what that alarm oh, Yeah, very good. I'm glad that it's 15 minutes late and early. Early. That was an early one. The intro well, it's late got... for the intro. Well, I didn't set an alarm for the intro. I, I just showed up on time. <laughs> okay um so both shoulders are a bit of a problem and i scheduled an appointment today with an orthopedic surgeon who happens to be like an orthopedic surgeon to big time basketball players clay thompson steph curry drew holiday a lot of the ucla players so i felt like i was in good hands i go in they go, so you pain in your right shoulder? I'm like, both shoulders. <laughs> also, both knees and the left elbow. But let's just focus on the two shoulders for now. Is this the guy who shot up your knees already? The guy who shot up my knees recommended this guy for me. Oh, okay. He, he, knew, he knew you were no longer uh, fixable in the preventative stage. This was well, now. the knee, he doesn't do knee. He doesn't do shoulders, that guy. Okay, okay. So he gave me the shoulder guy who also happens to be he's the shoulder slash ankle knee Achilles guy. Seems like a weird thing to skip everything between shoulders and the bottom of the foot. Yeah, it's not like ear, nose, and throat where they're all like kind of a connected right. system. Yeah. I, I said, hey, can you look at my elbow? No, he doesn't do elbows. What? <laughs> it's so close to the shoulder. It's so close. It's what is attached, it? it's about, basically. Like, we got ball and socket joints up here. Uh, yeah, like elbow is comparable. I don't know. No, that's a different kind of joint. 
but but knees yeah it doesn't right, make whatever sense. so they take x-rays the guy comes in he looks at the x-ray and he goes oh man yeah <laughs> he goes yeah you got bone spurs and you got arthritis how old are you <laughs> i'm like i'm 44 he's like you should not have this much arthritis in your shoulders you got arthritis you got bone spurs and both of your shoulders are separated both of them how does that how does that happen you're just not in good shape man like you just i'm just falling apart duct tape but, and wires well because this shoulder separation we've all seen it whether it be lethal weapon or or juan morgan you know we know what that's about but nothing that dramatic happened to one of your shoulders have they just slowly over time been separating and falling out of their sockets maybe i don't know i mean look i definitely was in pain at the fantasy camp but the days afterward i mean i was riding on adrenaline Right, of course. You know, and maybe the double knee cortisone coursed its way through the shoulders. <laughs> but but here's what the funny part, and I don't know if this is going to be visible. So he's like looking at the x-rays and talking to me with his back to me, like looking at it all. And then he's like, all right, let's um take off your shirt. Uh, I want to see. And as he turns around, he looks at my shirt. And I'm wearing the Indiana shirt, the candy cane pants, or the candy cane shorts. And he's like, candy oh, you're an cane? Indiana guy. You said candy cane? Sorry, candy stripe. I mean, they are kind of candy cane, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, I mean, you said candy it. Candy stripe pants. What? All right. And <laughs> he's like, so we have a brief conversation about Indiana, but then he looks down like he does one of these moves. If you're watching on the video, he does one of these. And then looks back. I'm like, what's wrong? And so I take my shirt off. He does his exam and, and everything changed in the room after that. Like it got colder. Like we were talking about basketball and UCLA and Indiana and then everything got colder and then he finishes the exam. And then he's like, look, we got to get MRIs on both shoulders because I don't have all the facts, but you're in bad shape. So we got to see what's going on here. I'm like, all right, you can put your shirt back on. I'll see you at the front. And I put my shirt back on and I notice, oh man, I don't know if this is going to work. Hold on. I have to shut this off. I'm going to shut off the background for a second. Sure, sure. I'm here for you. Okay. That's some... the Cardinals game in the background. Of course. I first notice, I don't know if you can see these stains. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, you probably can't see, but it's I... red. Yeah. It's, and then I see this. What? And, and I mean, the color's red on all that, right? Yeah, it's blood. It and it's it's all over the shirt. It looks like I just murdered someone in these clothes. I mean, it it I don't I have blood splatter. I'm like fucking Dexter over here. I got blood everywhere. And 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 so as I'm putting the shirt back on, I realized that's what he was looking at. So I didn't want him to think that I'm just some crazy person who has like blood all over himself and doesn't realize it, you know, or, or thinks it's normal. So as he's walking out, I'm like, where'd this blood come from? <laughs> and I see, he just kind of snaps his head back and like, what is this weirdo? And I just keep mumbling. I never, I had, I didn't see this blood before. I'm just <laughs> speaking this loudly, like thinking think that I'm covering myself. It's making it worse, I'm just, sure. Just totally making it worse. Blood everywhere. I 
I mean, it's all over, man. It is all over this shirt, and I've been wearing it for the last several hours. It's like it's like the end of the jinx. Spoiler alert. Well, uh, he got me. I guess he got me. Yeah, exactly. I I had blood on my shirt. (laughs) I I mean, there's blood, and the the scariest part is no clue where it came from. No, no. I mean, like, were were you wearing that? Because I could. I just put it on today. I just put it on to go to the doctor. Hmm, that is weird. That is weird. So I might pass out. I could be bleeding out from a kidney in the back and have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think that if it was your blood, you would realize where you're bleeding from at this point after several hours. Yeah, um, I, I, I was looking at my hands. I, I don't know what's going like, on. So maybe you were preparing a steak the last time you wore it. It's a, g- a big, nope. juicy, bloody steak. No, no. Okay. Haven't worn it since the camp. So... Hmm. I don't know what's going on. I've got some kind of massive injury that I can't even find. Uh, we'll see if this guy takes the next appointment or thinks that, you know, he's got some hemophiliac that doesn't even know what's going on anymore. So that's the update on the injuries. How's your right ass cheek? My right ass cheek, uh, I do believe it's gotten a little better in the in last day or two. But, you know, I sit on it and I'm like, as sort of just the, the pain and swelling, the acuteness of it sort of subsides, I realize it's like it's something deeper in there. You know, talking about ball and socket joints, I'm like, I think this is something that's really going on between my my right femur and the actual socket. Like, the, like is that some sort of bone bruise? What is that? I don't that's know. A, that's a weird bone bruise to get. But you took charges. You could have fallen hard on it. And you don't have much meat on your bones. You're a skinny little son of a bitch. That's true. That's As true. Logan Duncan so- told us, need you, you need to put on some weight for next year. Well, I'll get on the Cliff Marshall plan, um, Photoshop included, but yeah. I, I I will say it's been a solid, what, nine days since I last took a charge, eight days, and, and I had to do, I generally really try not to look at my own ass. I'm always disappointed, so why do it? But I'm Who's like, well, how's, how's, it, how's it look these days? And I look, and there's a basketball size green and purple bruise still on it. Okay, you you fell on it and you bruised it bad. I may be gangrene at this point that's set into the bone. That's my concern. I showed it to Annie and both of us regret having made that move. Yeah, you showed it to Annie and she filed for divorce. <laughs> like, oh, she was going to make a smoothie and then just stopped mid, mid-juicing. Yeah, it's not, no one needs to see that. All right, listen, man. It's Tuesday when this was... Re- re- uh, uh. Easy for you to say? It's Tuesday when this releases... Football starts Friday night. Bum, 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 bum. I am very excited. It's a huge game. It's a Friday night game under the lights. It's let the beer flow at Memorial Stadium. Uh, it's a huge deal. It's a huge game. And I'm excited as hell. We do have season tickets. I've got two tickets to give away for this game. So we'll 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 do a little announcement on Twitter. We may just give these away for fun. Maybe not even raise money for NIL on these. Maybe just do a giveaway. We we need to pack that place. It is every game matters, right? And I think everybody, compared to preseason expectations last year, very different this year, but even more crucial, right? Because it's like, what is what is the reality of this program? Two seasons ago, last season, something in between? Well, if we don't win this first game, it's going to be really hard to salvage this this season because the the schedule is just brutal when you're trying to get to a bowl. Like this is one of the six you absolutely have to win. Totally agree. I, 
so I am excited. We love Tom Allen. We want Indiana football to be real good. But I do have a problem with some stuff that they've been doing that I do want to talk about. The, the top secret quarterback club? It, and it's even more than that now. So let's let's get into that. Now, I'm going to say some negative stuff to start. And then there is a positive on the backside of it. But you got to get there. You got to earn the positive. All right. Let's get through the negative. So as we all know, he has not released to the general public who the starting quarterback is. It's either Jack Tuttle or it's Connor, and I don't know how to pronounce his name, Bezalak from Missouri. We all know it's Connor Bezalak, right? I mean, like, he didn't go out and get this transfer who was freshman of the year in the SEC for him to sit behind a guy who, let's be honest, just hasn't been that good of a quarterback. Yeah. You know, so I, I would be shocked if it's not Connor. But the cloak and dagger stuff, you know, it, I know he's trying to think like he's gaining an advantage. I was just kind of swallowing that. I think it's ridiculous. I do. I think it's like petty, just silliness. But then petty? I don't think it's petty. I mean, I think I, it's like, petty. It's small. It's I'm not going to tell you guys, my opponent, who the quarterback is. It's just petty. Yeah. Silly. I, I, I don't feel small. that way. And, and, and frankly, I really could care less. Like, it doesn't bother me in the least. Then today, when everybody else in football releases their depth chart, he didn't release a depth chart for any position. Again, playing this all top secret. He, here is why it does bother me a little bit, and then I'll give you the positive take on it. Okay. It just reeks of a small-time program. It reeks of desperation. It reeks of a staff that is so tight and insecure that they think this gives them some advantage. It's not how big-time programs carry themselves, so I don't like that. The positive of it, it's a desperate move. And so it's good that he feels desperation, because he should, because that's where the program is. This is what you just said. This year and each game, is a referendum on this era of Indiana uh, Indiana football. It, it just flat out is. And how this season goes will determine whether or not this era continues for long term. I really believe that. If they show real improvement this year, he's going to be around for a while. If they don't, he ain't. And Yeah, it's I mean I it's a, it's a wins and loss business and look, he could double the number of wins last year and it'd still be a bad season. Uh, I certainly hope that is not the case. I am rooting like hell for a bowl game. But look, this man is at an institution that has historically not supported the football program. This man is in a conference with some of the all-time behemoths of Big Ten, uh, of big-time college football programs. And this man forgot more about football yesterday than I'll know in my combined lifetime so sure. if, if if a man who has so many disadvantages just walking into the door thinks this gives him some kind of edge i don't begrudge him that at all go for it tom i'll be yelling and screaming for you buddy i get it i and i understand that say that that perspective i just think it's small and it's a sign of a really tight staff yeah, you and, said that. You said that. And then and, I ended and, with something more positive. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not done because <laughs> I do think a tight staff affects the team. Sure. I think we saw that with Tom Crean on the basketball side. But but, but how do you really think like this one maneuver is a, a tight well, two staff. maneuvers. Two maneuvers. Cuz I think it's, it's the just, same idea. It's the same Yeah, principle. but I think it's it's such a rare thing to have happen. To me it is a sign of an insecure staff 
that is so worried about micromanaging every little itty bitty thing. And we can gain just a little bit of edge here and sports don't work when people are tight, you have to be loose. And so Mm -hmm. I do worry about that infecting the team, but we'll see the ball gets kicked off on Friday night. And I can't wait to see Memorial stadium under the lights, apparently new led lights. Ooh, I, I will try not to run into them and disable them. All right. So that's football. Basketball. Basketball's getting closer. We've been wanting to talk to this gentleman one-on-one for a while now. He had, I think you can call it a fairly tumultuous summer. Fair. And one hell of an end to last year. Mm-hmm. Let's just get to him. Okay. Here comes a guest. Here comes a guest. Live from an undisclosed location, ladies and gentlemen, we've got one of our favorite human beings on the planet with us, who also happens to be my coach, Eric, who we got. Oh, Oh, why did he hang his head in shame? He hung his head in shame. That is not the reaction I was hoping for. He thought that chapter was behind him and (laughs) we could just move on. (laughs) All right, listen, I want to focus on, we've done intros for this guy a lot, but we have never been able to do intros based on what he did last season. I just want to remind people what this guy did last season. He averaged 12.1 points per game. He averaged 5.1 assists per game, which was third in the entire Big Ten Conference. He shot 38.3% from the three-point line, which was second on our team. He shot 78.2% from the the free-throw line. That was, by the way, ninth in Big Ten games, just to put that out there. Not to mention what he did those last, like, eight to ten games of the year which if this didn't happen, we don't make our first NCAA tournament in six years. We don't win our first NCAA tournament game in six years. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking to Ward's coach, Xavier Johnson. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Before you start, I noticed some people at camp, they were referring to you as X-Man. Nobody calls you X-Man, right? No, no, nobody does anymore. That was like a... Like a seven-year-old thing when I played peewee football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just X, right? X is cooler. Yeah, just X. X is. X. You don't need all that other bullshit. Just the letter. <laughs> yeah, just X. Just, no X factor. Just X. X. Just yeah. X. I like X, it. X, you are you are not in your home. We won't discuss where you are. Why have you not been able to move into your home yet? Uh, uh construction. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of blowing me too. I want to be in my own place, so I can set my house up. So, what are are other players in the same situation, or is this just you? Uh, it's honestly just me. Yeah, it's just me. Mm. Kind of hurts. I, I bet. I bet the the contractor went to Purdue. I bet that's what this is. Yeah, I thought. I think so. I think so. We got to go down there and talk to him. All right, man. Let's get into before we hop in the time machine and go back a little bit to talk about last season. Let's just talk about what's going on now. Obviously. The team is back. School is in session. Uh, what has it been like the last, you know, what is it like seven days, six days that you guys have been back from your summer break? Uh, it's honestly just getting everybody back on schedule. Uh, we've been getting up early in the morning for conditioning. Uh, just been honestly just working hard still, getting our shots up. Coach's got us going to come in the gym two times a day just to get, just to shoot. So, I mean, everybody's coming in pretty much on the weekends and shooting the ball still. So, I mean, that's a good thing that the team's working. And the team, uh, the team, you the, the the amount of time you can spend with coaches is still quite limited, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when I say work coming out two times a day, so people are coming back on their own. Yeah, that's that's real. Voluntary. Yeah. Yeah. Voluntary. Yeah, but but in that, you know, by the letter of the law, since the coaches can't be there and really working with you a lot, how much is that falling on you and Trace and Race and Miller, the 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 leaders? to to make sure those guys are doing it are, are you having to, to bark at some guys or is this whole team just bought in and just showing up on their own uh i mean everybody's pretty much just just bought in and showing up on their own uh i honestly haven't 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 had to get on on somebody for not getting in the gym uh i mean that was that was probably one of the first week when we got back somebody had to do that so i mean but now though, you you really have to say say that much to somebody to get in the gym. Like like you came here to play basketball and get an education. That's the main thing. That's what Coach Wilson preaches. So I mean, everybody's in the gym. So do you so, feel like compared to the start of last season when there was like including the coaches were so new, do you feel like okay we've we've established a culture and and now we're just going? Uh, I wouldn't say we, we established the culture. I mean, I, I think it's, that, that was just the beginning of it. I think we're still we're still on the hunt of, of establishing one, and I think it's heading in the right direction. Great. Do you feel – look, we've gotten to know you over the last year and a half since you committed, and I would say this to you off camera, and I'll say it to you on. You can tell your comfort level, just being yourself and being there has grown by leaps and bounds. Probably, I would think, just from being comfortable, being in a new place, new people around. But, you know, you were a very self-assured guy when you got to Indiana. But but you've kind of blossomed and really grown into this leader now. The team looks to you. You are a vocal leader. You're a leader by your actions as well. But the team does look to you. Do you feel more comfortable than you did a year ago? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I, when I tell people that are talking to me that, that know me, uh, I, I tell them, Last ten games is really me. Uh, I would say say that I was kind of getting comfortable because I came from a, from a situation that there was no fans in the gym like that. It was, it was, it was, it was It's not like Indiana. It's nothing's like Indiana. The, like the the culture, the fans, it, nothing, nothing is the same about about being here. So, I mean, when I tell people, talk to people, I tell them that I really got comfortable just being here. And I and, and when I'm comfortable, I think I'm I'm a good player, a great player. Well, and beyond just being comfortable with the environment, the surroundings, your teammates, the coaches, we've heard a lot about the demands Coach Woodson puts on the point guard specifically. Could you talk a little bit about what what those are, what what he started telling you he wanted you to do running his team that you hadn't heard in Pittsburgh or anywhere else you'd played before? Uh, honestly, just this. Playing for Coach Wilson, you gotta have a lot of discipline. That's not just from the point guard world alone. Uh, I mean, but he re he relies on the point guard to, to know every everything. You gotta you gotta call the players on your own. Uh, you gotta know who who's who's hot, who's not. You gotta know how to talk to your teammates. I mean, it's a lot that goes into it, and it's a lot that I have to teach Jalen Jalen as well. Because with him, with him being being other point guard, I think I think we'll we'll be really talented together. One of the things that we got to see a little taste of in the fan fest scrimmage. And we knew this going in was how competitive you are. I mean, your competitiveness does not get turned off. It's there in everything, including talking shit to me when I can't play basketball and I'm on the opposing team. And you're telling me I was in the restricted zone when I drew a charge. It's ridiculous. But anyway. Hey, hey, back off my coach. That's my coach you're talking to. All right. But you and Jalen played on different teams in the scrimmage. And when it came time for you guys to go one-on-one, -on -one, it didn't look like a scrimmage. It looked like you guys were really going at each other. Can you just talk about the competitiveness that you've seen over the summer for those eight weeks and then what you're seeing just over the last week 
and how that is helping both Jalen's game and you to have an, another guy there going against you at that level? Uh, I mean, I mean, coaches had, had us during the summer to play against each other a lot, uh, just to get Jalen acclimated to playing. So, because you know, I'm, I'm considered one of the one of the top point guards in the league, and I, I, I have a lot of experience. So he, he set us up, up to play against each other, and and Jalen Jalen loves to compete, you know, and that's what I like about him. He's reminding me a little bit, of, a little bit of myself. Lo, loves to go against the be, the best guys in practice. Loves loves to be the first one there. Loves to work hard. I mean, Jalen is, is all all around a, a great dude off the court too, as well. Uh, now, when you're uh, in the off season, you know, during the summer, we all heard, hey, we want to play a lot of ball. We want to really have some scrimmages going. We did. We got a really fun sneak peek at that during Fan Fest. But I think the thing that has us all a little bit like, okay, but but what about offense, you know, and that we've heard even in the limited time that, that coaches had with you since, say, last season, there's still a real defensive focus. On the offensive side, without talking anything about strategy or plays or anything like that, is do you feel there's something evolving, growing, learning, uh, a building of chemistry just by getting the ball rolled out there and seeing what these other guys can do, the new guys, and sort of how it meshes with the old guys? Can, can a lot of the offense we expect to see grow out of what you guys have been doing on your own that way? Uh yeah, I mean, I mean, offense, defense is pretty much is, is what coaches teaches alone. I mean, honestly, that that's what got us to the tournament and got us, uh, got us to where we where we were in the, at at that point in the season. Uh, and then offense came along and we got we got the the gist of offense. Everybody was was on the same page. Uh, we found our ways to score and we and we stuck to them. I, I think this year we we have multiple ways that we could score the ball ball with with Jalen Malik and and Scoop coming along and. And you know we still got Trace as the top dog, and uh, and Ray, race even too included, and, and Miller shooting the ball as well. So I mean we have a lot of a lot of uh, assets on our team. Uh, we just got to put them together. And like Coach says, we got a lot of work to do uh, to, until October. I think our little first exhibition, exhibition game where people we really get to see us play is in October. So it's really it's really gonna be a fun time together though. All right, I want to go back to to last season, but before we do, I am gonna ask a question about the elephant in the room, which is you had a. a an interesting summer, let, let's call it that, where you had to deal with some personal stuff. I don't want to get into any of the specifics on that. What I want to know is, through that process, which could not have been fun to go through, what did you learn about yourself? What did it do to you as far as your focus on this season and moving forward? Uh, I mean, honestly, uh, just going through that process, I know who, who's with me and who's not, honestly. And all my teammates, all my coaches, They've been with me since since the day they, the day that I the day that they heard it happen. Uh, they just told me to keep my head up, and now that you you got a taste of the real world, uh, just to just to come back and compete, and and now you got to learn how to face adversity. Uh, will I say it happened again? It won't happen again. I promise you, it, won't, it will never never happen again. <laughs> it won't. And I learned I really learned a lot uh, through through that process. My my dad was always calling me, my mom, my, my whole family. So I mean, they I, I can't just take take uh. I can't take all, all the credit for it. Uh, my, my family, my coaches, and everybody else that, that was with me, all my friends, they all helped me get through the process. And, and I worked my, worked my tail off this summer. And I think people are going to see how, how, I've been, how hard I've been working and how how much I, I, I had to get back, get back on track. All right. Let's go back. Let's go back to last year after we talked to you for the first time when we were just excited because we love the dog in you that you seem to have and that you talked about. And let's talk about 
you know, a, a little bit more about what you said just earlier, which is nothing is quite like Indiana. Last year, the season started, and the truth is, it didn't start off so bad for you. I mean, start off pretty well. You scored 14 points, you scored 13 points, not against great competition right at the beginning. But when you talk about Indiana's just different, when you walked out onto that court and you had 15, 16,000 people there for shit teams, did that, um, how did that affect you? How did that speed you up on the court? Did you find yourself emotionally having to keep everything in? in check more than you would before? Uh, yeah, I would say when I first walked out you know, to, uh, to Sunday Hall, I'm sitting there like, I don't know if I can say it, but damn, like, and my legs shaking. I'm like, I'm sweating. I'm sweating more than normal. I'm playing, sweating already like I play in the game. I'm sitting there like, yo, like, this is crazy. Like, playing in front of this is crazy. And I had to keep my – I'm an emotional guy, so, I mean, I like to play play for, for the people that, that, that's, that root for me as well, so. Uh, I mean, I had to hold a lot of stuff in. Uh, I think I got when I say I got. That's when when I say I got comfortable. I know how to hold myself accountable. I know how to hold my emotions in, and I know how to just just play for my my teammates. Honestly, because uh, that's people who matter that matter to me the most. Well, and you were no stranger to Power Five conference basketball, but you hadn't been in the Big Ten. Uh, you you probably played some Big Ten opponents, but not uh, night in and night out. How? What's your your feelings of the conference, the style of play, the level of 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 players, the coaches? How does it contrast compare to to what you came from? Uh, uh, I mean, I don't want to talk bad about my by my my last school, but you know, playing for coach wasn't like I said before. You have to be disciplined. Uh, uh, one thing one thing we had to do on our own on back in my other school, you just had to know how to be disciplined discipline on your own. Like you get in the gym on your own. Coach never never talked about people getting back in the gym. Uh, because what's he preaches like day in, day in, the day out. The best players are always in the gym, work, working on the game, working on the craft. Uh, that's something that you had to do on, on your own at my old school, and it's something that I did. But it, it's a different level level to the work that 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 was required. So you were tested pretty early from an emotional standpoint when we got into a couple of those early Big Ten games. One of them was Wisconsin. One of them was Nebraska, and those were tough games. You know, you shot. Not great in those two games. Uh, seven assists, seven turnovers in those two games. Five for twenty-one shooting, and uh, and then Notre Dame followed that, which was a tough game. And that I think was like the time where you got to see the worst side of Indiana fans, you know, because there is a flip side. Uh, look, we we know it. We've been part of it, and and the truth is, this podcast has helped change us a little bit on that because we know how much it affects the people that are on the court. It clearly affected you, X, when you hear there were boos, you know, and and we all got pissed off at the people that were booing because that's not what we do. But is how did you deal with that in that little stretch there? Who did you go to? Did you talk to Coach Woodson? Like, how did you handle the, that stretch where it was a bit of a struggle for you? Uh, the first person I went to was, was Coach Woodson. Uh, you know, my teammates and, and stuff, they were, they were juggling with me about it. They were like, don't worry about it. They were they were there for me. But you know, the first that's the first person I went to. I texted Coach Wilson when I got on the bus. I'm like, did you hear that? He he was like, hear what? Did you hear the booze too? He, we just had a little combo. He was like, man, don't worry about that. Just play, play for play for play for your team, play for us. Uh you, the, the people that, that matter the most are right here on the on this bus. And and that's when I knew like like when the light, that's when I think the light really turned on for me, because I'm like, these guys are here for me and, and coach wants me. He told, he told the media after that, like, this is our guy. 
and and he didn't change from it. He didn't go go against go against the uh, go with the fans on on the uh, on the boo. He he went against it, and, I, and that's why I really love playing for coach because I know he's gonna be there for me each time. Not even just playing wise, honestly, as as we saw off the court as well. Well, let's get through all the cruddy stuff. Um, around and we won't get into details on this either but like with the whole northwestern thing not only was the northwestern thing like a bit of a disaster but it was embedded in like a five game losing streak which we indiana fans had gotten really used to uh didn't make it any better or more pleasant for us in prior seasons like okay we're kind of like making our way in the big 10 we're competitive and oh man the wheels fall off and generally in the past the wheels would stay off we wouldn't get back on track and we'd miss the tournament what was it about you know what was forged in that fire through the northwestern incident the five game losing streak that allowed you guys to climb out of it and and then start to ascend to the team we saw in the big 10 tournament uh honestly uh with the northwestern game i think we got a lot of the guys who got suspended uh I don't, people, they weren't doing what people were saying it was doing. It was just like, like we just lost lost track of, because we got a game at, at what, nine o'clock and it was only 12 o'clock. So uh, I, I just think that guys just lost track of like what, what, what were we supposed to be doing. I didn't think that that we didn't, we weren't supposed to, allowed to be out the room at, at a certain time, honestly. Uh, but I mean, it happened. Uh, that was a part of the building coach thing because Coach wants us to play basketball and go to school. That's the that's the main two things. And and last, last of course, NIL now. But uh I mean honestly through those, through those five games, uh, I think the, the next game after that we played Michigan State. And that's that's honestly when I found out I, I lost my grandfather. And so I mean I was going through a little stretch and I, I don't know, I don't remember what game we played after that, but I think I turned turned it right back on after that. And it actually helped me me get over over, over everything I've I've been through. So I mean, it was just good, good going through that, through that process, and, I, and we hit adversity through that moment. The whole team did, and and we we actually prevailed. And I'm I'm actually proud of that point of the season. Do you think that actually ended up bringing you guys closer together? Yeah, it actually did because a lot of, we had a little talk afterwards, and and you know we were like, man, like like we got everybody has to be on the same page for for this thing to happen, and and everybody, honestly, everybody on the team last year, you know, they're still Hoosiers as, as they they go into the other schools, but. You know, everybody realized like we had to be on the same page for us to do what we wanted to do because everybody wanted to go to the tournament. Everybody wanted to win. It wasn't just that everybody wasn't wasn't there for each other. Everybody wanted to be there. A lot has been made of, you know, Coach Woodson being able to push buttons for different players. A lot was made about how he talked to Trace, you know, especially at the end of the year and, you know, went up to Trace and told Trace, you're scared of Kofi. You're scared of him. And Trace said, no, I'm not. He's like, well, prove me wrong because these numbers say you're scared of him when you would watch when I would watch coach Woody with you he was extremely vocal and hard on you and we got to see that in practice too a little bit but you are a guy that seems like that does not phase you it seems like you listen to it but you don't get down about it you you seem to really respond well to a coach coaching you really hard why like i would get so pissed off at the guy be like fuck you stop yelling at me but but you don't and yet on the court you are a really emotional player um what is it that allows you to take in that kind of hard coaching so well uh honestly i think it becomes down down to uh to where i really come from uh my family's uh, my family's a military family and my dad always yelled at me 
you know, we, we always had our disagreements, uh, but, you know, I, I got to listen to my dad. He, he, he always wants the best for me. So, I mean, it just comes from my, my parents alone. But when, when coaches, when, honestly, when coach, coach yells at me, it's like, you know, you're not doing this, this better, this, this good enough. And, and he wants me to be better. And he wants me to be better for the team because he wants to win. And, and he wants to win at the high level. So, I mean, you got to do the little things he says, honestly, to be coachable as a point guard. Because if, if you're, if the point guard's not coachable, uh, well, uh, what, what makes other my, what makes my other teammates not want to be coachable as well? So, I mean, that's how I look at it. I did get to be coached by you. I think we've mentioned that already. Um, and look, there was absolutely no reason you should have been encouraging me to shoot the ball, but you did, and I appreciate that. Well, that and just I, makes him a bad coach. I, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, look, he he wasn't playing with a, a deep talent pool. Okay. Um, and, hey, and, hey, Eric, don't let Eric Eric confuse you. He literally went a game, so we not about this game. <laughs> <laughs> Two and zero against Eric's team. We were two and zero against Eric's team. Yes, we were, and, and we beat him by forty. Oh man, <laughs> we did beat him by forty. That was great. I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> um, but look, I felt like I was getting a glimpse of Coach Woodson's coaching through you, and even even beyond coaching, just like this instilling confidence in the players. And I do, I do wonder what. Besides, you know, telling you to coach uh, or telling you to shoot, what does coach do um, to make you believe in yourself? Uh, honestly, like one thing coach is not going to do, he's not going to tell nobody not to shoot the ball. Like, like honestly, then during the Notre Dame game, like, you know, they were sagging off me. And like, that was the first time that that's ever happened to me, probably, honestly, in college. Uh, where they, they just let me shoot the ball. And I'm like, I never, never did it, had this situation before. So, I mean, after that game, it was just like, he told everybody like, you know, like if you got open shot, shoot the ball, just let it be a good shot. And I think that's that's one thing that makes him a, 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 the player's coach. Uh, Cause you want to be coached by him. You want a coach to tell you to, to shoot the ball. Like you don't want to tell no coach not to shoot the ball. Like <laughs> that's why I think a, a lot of people just like love playing around him. Cause he's, he's a, he's a natural, natural loving guy. So if, I mean, everybody just loves to play for him. Whoever, who's, who's all play for him. Well, it's it's got to be that's got to be part of the equation too. Like when he's yelling at you, or when he's telling you to shoot, that underneath it all, you really do feel that love. Yeah, you do, because uh, honestly, he has a balance to it. He's when you when you're wrong, he's gonna tell you wrong. When you're right, he really gonna tell you right. He's gonna give you a little props for it. Uh, but I mean, mainly he wants everybody to just be disciplined, and, and I, be, I think everybody probably really loves be, just being around him. Like even our assistant coaches, you know, you know, they might have have their disagreements with coach, but it's just like. Everybody's on the, it has to be on the same page, and he wants because he wants the best, and everybody wants the best for the program. Honestly, one thing we know about him also is he's really funny, too. Like the guy can make you laugh. Is there a story or something that happened last season or this off season, just something funny that you can tell us about Coach Woody that we don't get to see in press conferences and interviews? Uh, you know. When he walk into practice for me, you know, I, I usually make fun of him because uh, he usually has Nike socks on. I'm like, Coach, like, you got two different Nike colored socks on. I'm like, come on, man. Like, nobody <laughs> usually sees because he always wears pants. And then he always – he got a little jump shot. You know, he can still shoot the ball a little bit because, you know, he, he could have scored back in the day. I give him that. But, you know, what I make fun of him for is passing. I'm like, Coach, you're going to tell me how to pass, but you can't pass. Like, I be juggling him just like, like that. So, I mean, he's a, he's a funny dude to be around. He's going to juggle with you, laugh with you. But when it comes down to business, it's, it's all about business. Well, so I won't, sorry, I wanted to get into this eight game stretch if we sure. could at the end of last year. Get into so, it. you know, the Northwestern game happened. There were a couple bumps in the road after that. Obviously, you were going through some personal stuff. 
But then there's an eight-game stretch against Maryland, Minnesota, Rutgers, Purdue, Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Wyoming, obviously. And we're not even going to mention that last game because we don't like talking about that last game. But I'm going to read you some stats over those eight games. I don't know if you even know these stats. Do you know, like, do you know what you shot from three during those eight games? I don't. I don't, I don't even look at it. <laughs> 15 of 30, 50% from three. Do you know how many points a game you averaged in those eight games? No, I don't. 17.4 points a game, 7.1 assists in those, in those games, 57 assists to 20 turnovers, basically a three to one assist to turnover ratio. The best part of college basketball is seeing a player grow and progress. It is simply the best as a fan. Those last eight games, X, we don't go anywhere without what you did in those last eight games. It seemed like every time you touched the ball in those last eight games, something good was going to happen. There was going to be an alley-oop to trace. The high pick and roll started to work, and we didn't see that earlier in the year. You were going to drill a mid-range shot. You were going to hit a three. You were going to finish at the rim. You were going to hit key free throws. Would you say those eight games, were you in a bit of a zone during those during that stretch? And have you ever felt that for that long in your basketball career? Uh, I mean, I, that's I, I never I actually felt that when I, you know, when I scored a lot of points in the basketball game, I was in the zone. Uh, but I think that just comes from from the work I put in from the from the games to to, to when we had we had a little bad stretch, uh, honestly. And and honestly, it started with the Penn State game. Uh, we got in. Nobody nobody knows this, but we we got in that game. I think we made we made almost every shot to start off the game. And I right. think it came from every coach coach Yah had had uh, structured everybody to get up in the morning and go put some shots up in the, that, that morning. And and I think that's what led to everybody pretty much shooting a, a, a good ball that game because we, we actually were on fire. And I think I, I kept that same daily routine, getting up all the way in the, in the morning and uh, going going to the gym with Coach Yai and, and, and getting up shots. And I think that that's honestly everybody took took a part of that and and, and they actually excelled, excelled, excelled in their game at, at that point. We should get your point of view on this moment, this halftime, that I think what we all want this halftime to be is the moment it, Indiana basketball turned around. And that's halftime of the Michigan game of the Big Ten tournament. And, you know, we've heard Trace's point of view, Coach's point of view, a couple point of views. But for you, you can go through w what happened in that locker room and, and how you guys came out on fire. But, but really, overall, what flip was switched? That switch was flipped? Flip was switched. I mean, neither <laughs> sounds good right now when you say them out loud. Like, they neither sound sounds like right. gibberish to me right it, now. it all sounds like you're having a stroke on the yeah. live podcast. I may be. I'm still recovering from, from fantasy Which was flipped. It's this, a what? switch was flipped. Yeah, yeah. All right. You know what I mean. <laughs> X, what happened at halftime that led to one of the most fun stretches of Indiana basketball we've seen in the last decade? Uh, honestly, it was just like, I think we were down 17. I, I was out of uh, foul trouble, well, of course. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I promise it won't happen again that many games this year. All right, good. That's not. a good thing. <laughs> we need but, you. Uh, but I, I was I was out probably with, I don't know what time I think, but the last 12 minutes of the quarter. And 
I was just sitting on the side, like, you're like, we down, like, a lot of points. Like, I'm trying to motivate motivate everybody, like, we're going to get back in the game. We're going to get back in the game. We're going to get back in the game. I'm trying to tell everybody, like, don't don't look at the scoreboard. Every, and then when we came out, ahead, we went in, in for inside for halftime. I think I was, like, one of the first people to jog in. And I, I sat down. I didn't say a word to nobody. And I, and I was just, like, when Coach came in, it was, like, straight trades. Like, come on, like, bro, like, you got to play hard, like, because, honestly, Trace doesn't like when, when, like, his teammates. Like, he'll, he'll sometimes he'll take it, but, but you know, he, he likes to hear from from the top guy. And, and Coach, when Coach Wilson got on him, it actually flipped the switch. Like, like we we saw a whole different side of Trace. Like, we like, bro, like, we needed you all year like this. Like, <laughs> like even though you did play all year like that, but we need you to be, be more – like, I want, I want Trace to be more consistent this year. I want him to be player of the year in the NCAA. Every, I want to give him every accolade, for real, honestly, because uh, he he's, he deserves it and because and, he, he came from – from when from the start all the way to the finish and for all four years. Uh but when we got on the court in the second half, it was just like like all right, we down. I don't know how much we was down. I think we was down 17. I think they were hitting shots still. We're like, all right, keep we gotta keep pressing. You were down going. 17 with 12 minutes left in the game. Still. Yeah, yeah. But I think we they took they pushed in the pushing 24. I think it was just I was like, no, nah, we gotta keep pressing. We gotta keep pushing. They're gonna give up on the opponent. They're gonna stop stop pressing on the pedal at some point. I know they are. And because you know, I, I know, I know uh, Hunter personally. I know, and so it, it, I, I don't like losing the Hunter. I do not because <laughs> Hunter is a big trash talker. Hunter is a big trash talker. He's a great player. He's, he's a big trash talker too, as well. So I mean, uh, I just wanted, wanted, if you wanted to win, uh, I told my teammates uh, at each, each, uh, at each TV timeout, we got to keep keep pitches down twelve, uh, 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 eight. And I, I think they boosted it up at some point in 2020, 20, some 21 or so. So they were still making shots. And we got it ended up at 12 minute mark. We were still going. They they, they let off the pedal. Well, uh, you know, things get shaky when you're in the tournament because you know you're like you you do not want to lose. And I think us up us being down by that much, we our backs are really against more more on the wall. They had to really, really have have a lot of pressure to keep the keep the lead. And I think that that's honestly what helped. Mm-hmm. All right, now wait a minute. You said Hunter's a big trash talker. You're a big yes. trash talker. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. But you know, coach, was... coach, John, coach, y'all actually like he. One thing he 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 always like to tell me. He always watches me. I I I, I kind of don't like it, but I like it because he always watches me. You know, every little word I say, like like I, I could say something and like just like this, and then like he knows what I'm saying. <laughs> he knows it. Yeah, <laughs> he watches like every little thing, like because I'm a big trash talker. I like like to talk trash. I like to get the best of, best of people because you know some people don't like when you talk to them. So, I mean, when when I talk, I know I can back mine up. So I know that. What is what is the best line of trash talk that you spoke this last season? There has to be one that you remember to somebody that is memorable. You got to give us like the best line. I can't. I can't even say it because it's like, because I be trying to hurt fans at the same time when I talk to them. It's like any line to me. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, your play and the team's play in that Michigan game, and then of course the Illinois game, earns Indiana a spot in the NCAA tournament. You had not been in the NCAA tournament at Pitt. What was Selection Sunday like for you? I know we've heard from others a little bit bittersweet. Because glad to be in, but felt a little disrespected. Is that right about the play-in game? Uh, you know, I was happy to be in. I, I say happy. I was too glad. I was I was happy to be in. I'm, but I was kind of pissed because, you know, we had we had beat two two teams, a, a team that 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 was a higher seed than us, and had a had a 
had a bad, uh, a worse record than us too as well. Uh, so I was kind of hurt when I, to be our name called in the playing game. I'm like, yo, like we did all this work just to play in a playing game. I'm like, we just beat a top five team team in the in the tournament, and and apparently a top ten team in the tournament, top city team, and and we're, we're you telling me we're in the playing game? Like, come on, like like we got to be better than this. Uh, but so you mean you know we had we had our ups and downs of the season, but I think we had a great a good season overall getting any of that back in the tournament because that was our main goal, and for us to get get to the tournament is, is a big accomplishment, and we want to grow off that. So, so there's a chip on the shoulder when you roll into Dayton, but how did it feel to lace them up and go out there? And granted, it was one of the ugliest games in the history of college basketball, but it is an NCAA tournament game. Was it, was it thrilling? Was it what you hoped for to, to be in the big dance? Uh, yeah, it was, it's honestly what I hoped for, uh, just being in the spotlight, a spotlight with my teammates, uh, uh, playing the playing against another team that made the tournament, uh, it felt like I'm honestly watching the playoffs this year. It was very, very physical. And getting on the plane and, and, and going all the way across the country just to play in a game, another Both game. Both planes, the plane yeah, that didn't yeah. work two, two and the planes. new plane you had to get on in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's kind of hard because it's like, I mean, our bodies won't, won't settle. You, you got you got jet lag and all the other stuff. Uh, stuff. So we, I don't even think we, we went to go shoot around and, and stuff. But, you know, I, honestly, during that first game, we we lost. I, I could tell, like, in the first – like, after the first – I thought we were going to win. I, I knew we could be we could beat the team. But, I, honestly, I, I saw saw everybody's face and I saw everybody's, like, just body moving, like, just wear down and, and slow down, honestly, so quick. And I was like, yeah, we, we tired. I'm, I'm like, yeah, we are tired. Right. So you felt it. You could see it. But yeah. you, did you know that going into the game, or you just it, it took a few minutes in the game for you to realize it? Uh, you know, I'm uh, you know me, I, I got my my light switch. I always gonna switch. I'm always gonna play hard. So, uh, so but I, it was just something that I, I just took into in conclusion because you know you, nobody can really go play a game, not even in the NBA. You can't go play a game from from going all the way across the country in two days. There's no, there's no way, there's no way. Uh, and plus, they they got free freedom to go get their bodies right. We don't have the freedom and, and, the, and the equipment to go do all the stuff. That we need to go do so i mean that, that was that's the difference between the game I, honestly because if, if if to say we got sleep and, and we got on the plane at the certain time like we were supposed to i think it would have been a, a totally different ball game well there's one solution to that oh yeah oh no we know i already know i already you know, know. kick ass this year get a high seed and play close to home oh yeah oh yeah no we, we for sure we for sure that's the that's the plan uh, that is honestly the plan i mean with trace coming back uh, and, and all the freshmen coming in and, and race and, and Miller and Scoop, Scoop taking his game to another level. I think it's, it's going to be a really, really, really t- awesome team to watch. And everybody's seeing how Scoop is shooting the ball. And so, I mean, we need to do that for, for the whole year. And I think he, I believe, and I think he will. But X, how do you balance being confident and know that your goal is to win a Big Ten championship, compete for a national championship, and like, but also still have that chip on your shoulder? You know what I mean? Like, because I think sometimes you can get people can get complacent if they think they're too good. How do you and how do the coaches keep it so that you still have that dog in you fighting for every moment of advantage throughout the season? Uh, I mean, I, I, I would say I could play on AAU team that was supposed to be number one. Uh, you know, we, we took it as, you know, we're kids. And so, you know, we were like, all right, we're going we're gonna to win the Peace Jam. Because I played on Nike YBL, so we're going to win the Peace Jam. We ended up losing a lot of games, and, and we honestly barely made the Peach Jam, and we made it and ended up going to the championship. We lost. So, I mean, going taking that experience up to now, it's kind of like I've been through through, through, a, through a different situation, just not on a higher level. Uh, 
as, as the, the priest of my teammates, like, don't do not look at the rankings. Like, the rankings do not mean a thing. I mean, take for, for instance, like Michigan, uh, they, they were supposed to win the, win the, win the, uh, win the Big Ten last year. End up having having a a, a a bad a bad season. Honestly, I would say got lucky to make the tournament. Honestly, but they they ended up having a bad season. I would I would say, but in, in the coach from the coach's standpoint, honestly, uh, I look at it, I look at it the same way. Like you know, I'm a big Twitter guy, a uh, big big social media guy. I, I look on social media. You know, I don't I don't I'm not gonna beat around the bush uh, and say I don't and, and be humble. But I, I look on social media. Coaches do too, and you know, everybody sees us being number one, and 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 so so and so forth. And make making the final making the final four running and so forth. But I mean, we got we got a lot of work to do, honestly. And, they, and they've been preaching that the same way. Cause last year we I think we were 9-11 at conference. We gotta look at that as like, like, bro, we haven't even earned it. Like and the coach, coach yeah, has really, really preached that to us. Like we have not earned a earned a, earned a damn thing to be the number one seed and, and to win a win a uh, conference. Like, like it's not it's nothing that's gonna be given to us. And and now that like, we were last year we, we were the hunters, now we're now we're being the hunted. So we gotta look at it, look at it in that way too. Cause I I but Everybody's pretty much has been all in and, and working hard, and we're going to keep it that way because we're all a big, 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 happy family right now, and, and we're going to stay that way the whole year. I'd like to touch on, uh, a, say, a couple folks we haven't got to uh, talk about yet. Well, let's start with a guy we have. You said Trace flipped the switch, and that was the Trace you needed all season, and there he was scoring 25 points a game in the home stretch. Uh, I do wonder – over the summer heading into the fall now is that is that a permanently flip switch like are, are you seeing that trace in practice every day now or is it something that that buttons might need to be pushed maybe according to you by the coaching staff or is or is he just a different player now than he was at the beginning of last year uh i mean honestly he's been, he's been working his tail off honestly he's been been in the gym uh, from what I from what I've seen, he's been in the gym working on his jump shot, uh, working on something that he he honestly he wants to be, be be able to make it the next level. Uh, he's not just working for now; he's working for 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 his future as well. Uh, so I would say like like I, for one 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 day in practice, it was uh we weren't you know we were we play we play a lot on the same team. Uh, uh, honestly, we won the most pickup games this summer, and one day he he wasn't playing hard, and he, he can attest to this. And I had said something to him like, like, yo, bro, like, like you gotta pick it up, bro. Like, cause he, he honestly he has, has a lot of respect for me. I have a lot, of, I honestly have a lot of respect for him. And so when I say it, it's kind of it kind of it comes from a different, different, different world. Uh so I I told him that. And I literally see Trace, like, like the game would be, I think it was he blocked the shot against Eastern Michigan, one of the first games of the year. And Trace blocked a shot and go all the way down, scored it and, and dunked the ball from from a lot from, from myself. And once he did that, it's kind of like the same situation. He blocked the shot, and Trace ran the floor and started playing hard. So I mean, he's he's this guy you got to really get on. So and I, and I see like the buttons like from a point guard standard stand, uh, standard that I know what buttons to press with Trace to get him to get going, uh, and just to just to get him to play hard and 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 do everything, do all the little things that he needs to do to be successful. Tell us about Malik. Yeah, very Malik. You know, I, I honestly didn't know Malik Malik like that. Come uh, being a five star kid coming in from Mount Verde, uh, I didn't know him like that. So you know, I, I I love to see people love to see people play, uh, especially being on my own my own team. So uh, Malik is a is a very very skillful skillful big. Uh, he can dribble, shoot, pass. Uh, we try and get him to pass a little bit more, but <laughs> he, he, he can dribble. He can dribble and score the ball really really well. He, he's very physical. He's going to be physical. Um, 
and I, I really think he's a, he's a, a, a great great backup big big to trace and race because uh, he's going to come in and provide. Not saying that, that Mike didn't do it. Mike, Mike did did what he could do, uh, sure. but but he can do it at do it at a different level because he's he's a good 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 freshman coming in because he can he's bubbling with trace every day. He, he's and they're all getting better. And so it's kind of it's kind of good having those older guys and younger guys coming in because they're they're the future. Uh, a gentleman who was your fellow coach on on the best two and two team in the fantasy camp, uh, who also dunked over Eric and I's heads at the same time, Jordan Geronimo. Uh, this kid, obviously, we all we all love him. We just love his his energy, his vibe, his smile, and his his athletic prowess is off the charts. What have you seen in terms of his development, his skill growth, that sort of thing over the summer? Uh, Jordan has worked worked very hard. Uh, he's, he's trying to be on be on the wing wing more this year, so he can play play with play with uh play being a, being the 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 big five the, playing more minutes this year. So we're trying to get him. He's trying to get himself to play the three more, uh, dribble more on the on the wing uh, and catch and catch and shoot the ball ball very much as well because he's a very athletic guy. He's going to play defense. He's going to do a little thing. He's going to get on the floor. So I mean, he's a guy that we need to play play hard. He's he knows what type of guy he is. And, guy that does little things for the team to win and he knows that uh you talked a little bit about Jalen so we don't need to do that one but let's talk about CJ Gunn who I feel like is CJ and Caleb kind of get overlooked a lot on this because there's so many players that are are focused on but just kind of hit on Caleb and CJ both as they round out the freshman class uh uh, CJ CJ is a very 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 good athletic player athletic wing uh, I think the thing, the only thing that really holds him back is, is like he needs to learn his shot selection. Uh, that's what Coach honestly, honestly is teaching him. I mean, he's honestly doing way better than he, he started. Uh, everybody has pretty much taken their game to another level, level from from being with, from when we came first came in into and, and now. Uh, but you know, we still got a lot of work to do, even though it be without us being in September, almost in September. Uh, and and but we got he's a long way to go. Uh, Caleb, you know, Caleb, it's kind of funny watching Caleb's growth. Uh, he's a very athletic guy. He's, he's quiet. Don't like to talk much. Uh, he's he, he doesn't know his his, his honestly his strength yet, and with his, with his size, because uh, you know where he came from. He played. He was he was a big, and he played the played the four and the five. Uh, but he's trying to be, become a wing, and he's honestly doing a, doing a, a way way better job job now than he was. He's running the floor, doing a little things. You know, Coach Josh stays on it because he's from from around the, from from down that way. So you know, you got to stay on stay on the kids. It's, but they, that's that's for sure down your way because you want to see them be, see them be the best that they, they, they can be because they didn't just come here to be mediocre. You came here to be be be, top, be very very good and make the next level, make your dreams come true. So I mean, he's honestly staying in the gym. All the freshmen have honestly staying in the gym. Honestly, and I'm, and I'm very very proud to see that. Just to circle back to Scoop for a second, you said taking his game to another level, and we all got to see him shoot the lights out. Like, Miller was smoking it during the three-point competition, but Scoop was unconscious. One, have you been seeing Scoop fill it up during the summer? And two, maybe what other aspects of his game has he been developing that we'll get to see come the fall? Uh, Scoop has honestly been been, been doing really, really well this summer. Shooting the ball, ball, getting getting other guys involved, uh, taking the ball off the dribble, just just dribbling more, and, and so I so so I can give me and Jalen Jalen uh, a relief when we don't have the ball in our hands, so so we can catch and shoot the ball as well, so we can do something else. Uh, so I mean, he's just another asset set, uh, asset player uh, that's coming in, and honestly, so with him shooting the ball like that, I honestly think we'll be a, a great team. Him and Miller also. Miller shot the ball very well, 
And you know, I, I got mad at myself. I only got I only got seven, but <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was good though. It was good though. I just, promise everybody know I, I, I'm gonna I be know, I know X. Just I'm so gonna... you know, X, I got six. <laughs> That's the truth. That's I was the truth. I was coaching all weekend, so you know I didn't. Mean I was playing. I was playing. Yeah, you were playing. You're right. You was playing. So you had <laughs> you were more comfortable oh, oh, with the rim. Okay. I didn't. All I right. didn't feel for the game. I didn't. I didn't get a feel for for the jump shot. So. I get it. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. Hey, we'll do look, it again. Coach. Coach. Eric told me something horrible, and I know you'll tell me it's not true. He said that when it came to the last four players to be drafted in the fantasy camp, that I was one of those four players. <laughs> look at his face. Look and at his that face. that you didn't actually say, "Yeah, I want Ward on my team." That what actually happened. <laughs> Was that there was four dudes left over and they just kind of got shoved onto a team by the organizers? That's don't not lie. True, is it, coach? Don't that, lie, that X. Ain't true at all. I, I don't know what he talked about. He you might, you he are was, a liar. He was in the draft room, bro. Why would you believe that? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't believe it for a second. I, I just I had to hear it from you. I will believe that. Thanks, coach. And by you the way, what? my you coach. This is this is how much I, I love my coach. This is how much I love my coach. First of all, I'm going to call out Coach Kenya Hunter. Said he'd hook me up with some size 12 basketball shoes because I was told I would be given shoes at the camp. I was given shoes at the camp, not basketball shoes. I don't play basketball. So I didn't have basketball shoes. So coach, coach Kenya Hunter. Yeah, I'll get you shoes. Did not get me shoes. It's almost game time. Coach X is looking at my feet and sandals kind of horrified by the condition <laughs> of my feet. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, Kenya didn't get me any shoes. He's like, I'll take care of you. Coach X takes me back to the locker room, to his locker, gives me two of his Adidas. <laughs> I, I honestly could, I'd never seen them. They looked space age. They looked like from another they did. They did. dimension. Um, turns out they didn't help me play any better at all, but I hey, felt hey, cool hey, wearing them. Hey, hey, you scored. What do you mean? You I did. I did. And one. What do you And one. You remembered. <laughs> Coach remembered. Coach X remembers all. Um, What's your favorite place to eat in Bloomington? We're not counting Pizza X. We know that that's a given. But besides Pizza X, what's your favorite place to eat in Bloomington? Um, You've been there long enough now. You have to have an answer. I would say Crazy Horse. I would say Crazy Ooh, Horse. I like that. What do you order there? I usually get the blackened salmon and, and, the, and the Brussels sprouts. with the. I usually do double Brussels sprouts, honestly. The Brussels sprouts are really nice. Good. That's and, very nice. And that's that's the kind of healthy protein you want your point guard to be eating. That's oh, that's yeah. a good answer. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to get down to 190 so I can be more athletic this year. So are you it. really? What were, what did you play at last year? I played at 200 last year. Oof. So your two your 200 looks a lot different than my 200. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who Coach Cliff told y'all, but I'm one of the strongest on the team. I'm probably am the strongest on the team. But yeah, no, we've heard that. Look, you're you're a beast. Uh so you want to get down to 190? What are you at right now? Uh 196. All right. Well, don't starve yourself. No, nah, no. Nah. I, I eat I eat clean coach. Coach Cliff calls it eat clean, get lean. So you know that's what he calls it. So eat clean, know. get lean. You, you one thing, I, I have a different slogan. It's eat a lot, be a slob. <laughs> That's how I do it. That's just slightly different. Just slightly different. What's your least favorite class you've taken in Bloomington? Um, I'm honestly right now. I hope she doesn't see this. Like she does. She's not a basketball fan. 
Uh, honestly, she came from actually Michigan too, so oh, I hope awesome. she actually sees it. But it, I, I'm in a sex class, and I'm like, okay. What? <laughs> what did you just say? He didn't ask what your favorite class is. Did you just say you're in a sex class? Yes, I'm, that's my least favorite class. I'm What's just, the homework? <laughs> it's on Zoom. I've been, been trying I bet to. Bet it, it is. It is kind of hard just answering. Like I'm like. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, but what are you studying in sex class? Sex, honestly, like girls' bodies, boys' bodies, and things of that nature. But it's kind of hard. It's kind of cool being in class, but it's just like, like wow. Like I was kind of shocked being like the first, like the, from the first day I went in class, because it, it said like, it, she said, "How many guys like having sex?" Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Is going. This is why people don't like education anymore. <laughs> what is going on here? This is what your look, tax dollars are going look, to. Look, the Kinsey Institute is a world-renowned institution. It it broke through the convert. It, it made sex something right. we could talk about. Very, your very proud of sex education's history at Indiana University. What is your favorite class that you've taken at Indiana? Uh, I took an African-American class. Uh, it was like a sports class last year. Uh, learned about sports. You know, I'm a, I'm a big sports fanatic. Uh, so, Like uh, learn about the history of African-Americans in sports? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I can't say like, like the, like that class ID, like, I don't remember that, but you right, asked, right. As well, so. But it was good. It was good. It was very good. Very good. Cause we watched the movie at the end, a little documentary uh, that he, that the, actually my teacher was in. Uh, for the oh, professor. Well. Uh, so, I mean, it was actually really, really, really good. Well, and I th I think there is more pride to come from Indiana University with Bill Garrett breaking the color barrier in the Big Ten. And then you have somebody like George Talaferro. Uh, if yeah, I say that, I always... Talaferro, I think. Talaferro, you know, and there's actually met some students when we were back for the Fan Fest who mm -hmm. have a uh, an organization um, in George's honor. And I just think, you know, it's really cool that, that IU was a pioneer in that in the Big Ten back in the day and, and laid the groundwork for so many great players after mm -hmm. that. Yeah, we actually did talk about that. We actually did. That's great. Well, X, you know you're one of our favorite people in the world. We've loved getting to know you. Ward loved having you as a coach. I will say the highlight for me was when I had my little stretch where I drew a couple charges, hit a shot, and then I was trash talking back to you, running up and down the court. That was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. It gave me just a little taste of what it meant to compete against X as far as trash talking goes. Um, but just so you know, I have two separated shoulders, uh, cartilage tears, bone spurs, and I'm getting MRIs on both shoulders, just so you know. Oh, man. I told That's you. all true. That's all true. Fragile. Fragile. <laughs> X, I, I, I thank you for coming on. I thank you for never ducking any questions that we ever ask you. You never answer anything cliche, which I love. And I, I'm telling you, man, seeing you at that fan fest, seeing how engaged you were with not just Ward, but all the guys that were there. And then at the Fan Fest, seeing how engaged you were with the fans, signing autographs, being being uh, excited for the fans that came down and got to shoot. You are a Hoosier, man. And it, I am proud to be able to call you a Hoosier. I'm proud to root for you. I'm proud that you're going to leave Indiana 
a, a, a better place than you found it. And you're going to leave a big legacy because you got big things to do this year. And we're going to be behind you every step of the way, man. We can't wait to watch what you do this year. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you for having me. Rooting for you, coach. Thank you. Thank you. I can't, I can't call you like a son or anything. Like, what do I call you? Like, sir? <laughs> Thanks, sir. <laughs> that would be the first time I ever, anybody's ever called me that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, live from an undisclosed location, he's got to get back to studying for sex class. Whoa. Let's let Xavier Johnson go. Take care, buddy. Thank you. That was a guest. That was a guest. I mean, sex class. I kept waiting for him to say it was like history of sex or like, like, you know, objectification of sex or sex in movies. No, it's just sex. What do you study? We study sex. Do, do you it, like sex? Doing it 101. <laughs> doing it and doing it and doing it good. Look, because because the, the physical act of sex takes about, four minutes to explain and usually that's handled somewhere around middle school i was gonna say it takes a lot less than four minutes to perform <laughs> boom <laughs> well i'm sure holly can attest to that if oh, you I do it right <laughs> <laughs> maybe you need to be in sex class <laughs> i think i've t I <laughs> i think i've told you this before but i had a friend who's a stand-up comic who did a bit about sex and he would start off he'd say uh to everybody in the room and go all right listen i know guys you're not guys don't like it when i do this because it divulges secrets but this one i'm going to come straight to you women women here's the thing it's not that we can't last long in sex it's just that once things start getting hot and heavy very quickly we just decide you know what this one's for me <laughs> he said the problem is Next time, that one's for me, too. <laughs> I love it. This one's for me. <laughs> I'll get you next time. Uh, anyway, I, I love X. I love his honesty. I love his... Um, he's transparent. He, he kind of wears his heart on his sleeve on all things. I think he does not give you the answer that you necessarily want to script. He gives you a real answer which I appreciate because I, I hate the cliche media trained answers. I think they're bullshit and they don't, you don't learn anything about these guys. I like raw and honest and, and you get a sense of who he is as a real person. And, and I like him opening up and telling us about losing his grandfather last year and how that weighed on him. And I got to tell you, Ward, I don't think we've ever had anyone who is as honest as X about how, the let's he didn't use this term, but but I will. The fishbowl of Indiana, the pressure of Indiana, how that physiologically impacts you. And not in real time, not in real time, because, you know, a lot of people say after the fact, but like, you know, he's still a current player and he's relaying this to us, which shows like a real vulnerability, which I think ultimately reveals a real strength and confidence especially because he can address it like it would it would it would not be the case if he kind of ran from it no or no didn't that, confront that, it yeah that he he so believes in himself that he can be like yeah it, it messed with me i was sweating more than normal i was yeah I was, and then i had and then when he had the rough stretch and he went to coach did you hear those boos yeah you know they bothered him the social media stuff he's a guy who he says he uses social media that stuff bothered him and i think we saw a kid with good coaches who were in his ear, mature as the season went on. He's not perfect. 
He's not. He's not a finished product. He made a mistake over the summer. He paid the price for it. It was a scary summer for him. And he had to circle the wagons for the people that are behind him. And 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 I do believe in him, even though he has made mistakes in the past, the Northwestern game, you know, what he did over the summer. He makes mistakes, but, you know, he who uh, is without sin cast the first stone. Oh, I nailed that. Well done. Well done. I, yeah. I did not think I was going to be able to land that one when I started it. I mean, because that's New Testament, right? That's really un, uncharted territory for your people. Well, I also was about to do like the glass houses thing. So I got confused if in the middle of that I was mixing metaphors, but I think I hit it right. Well, look, and there, there's a real good chance it's from the Old Testament, but but somebody would correct us. Look, here's what I like. Oh, oh, wait, splitting the baby. I got defended on splitting the baby. It's King Solomon. It's King Solomon. Okay. There's a story of King Solomon splitting the baby. Like that that's what King Solomon's wisdom was going to be. There was a fight over the baby and he's like, all right, let's just split it. And of course you can't split the baby. Right. So I was right on that one when you were looking at me like I was a crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, it's, it is a, it's a crazy thing to split a baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, I and, know. And if you have no frame of reference, it's, it's disturbing imagery is what it is. But yeah, hey, yeah. but look, I want to say this about X in yeah. relation to trace. Uh, to have X there to push the buttons and X was talking about the mutual respect for they have, they have for each other. And I think we can see all the joy and camaraderie within the team. And that's important too. Uh, but to have somebody who's going to be able to, to push those buttons for trace, even on the court, even when he's out of earshot of the coaches, I, n nobody ends up being, Naismith player of the year by themselves, you know, right. and it's not just about having good basketball players around you. It's about guys who understand you and can help you achieve your maximum level of greatness. And we all know trace has that in him and to know X is out there and a lot of other really great players and teammates are out there supporting him and they've seen it now, right? They've, they've seen that side of them. And, and it's something when that's going, this team can be anybody in the country when Trace is operating like that. And then if you want to take into account everything else X was telling us about the rest of the players over the summer, the new guys, it's terribly exciting. It is, but it's also, ter it's also, um, yeah, it is, but it's also sobering because he talks about like CJ's got to work on shot selection, you know, like he he's an honest guy. You know, he talked about like there were times even in practice where Trace isn't playing as hard as he needs to. And I thought it was interesting when he said that Trace is the kind of guy who wants to hear it from the head coach. Right. But clearly X has built enough of a relationship with him and earned the respect that he can go to Trace now also. And you yeah. heard how like X is not a guy who holds back. Right. I mean, X is a guy who goes straight at it, but you heard how he was talking to Trace, how he framed it like, hey, you OK? You know, it's like he knows what button to press. I think the thing that X does not get enough credit for X is a really intelligent young man. I, I really believe he is super, really super intelligent, even the way when we ask questions. And let's be honest, we are not the most succinct in asking questions. He remembers every piece of the question, never asks us to read it back, remembers it all. He's a super smart guy, and I think he breaks the game down in a super smart way. I think sometimes he goes too fast, and he's had to learn how to become disciplined under Mike Woodson's system. Sure. Bailey is barking at me because she just finished her third meal of the day, and it wasn't enough. She wants more food. 
she wants to be fat. Well, at least your dog doesn't have bronchitis. That's true. My dog has borderline incontinence. <laughs> hey, which and, one would you rather have? And look, I was in your yard the other day, and I, I saw what comes out of, I don't know which one of your dogs. No, no, that was mine. That was mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen, I love X. He is, you and I have seen this behind the scenes. X is a, I would, I was about to say the leader. There's more than one. But he is clearly a big-time leader of this program. The other guys look to him. When there's an issue on the team, X is often the spokesman for that group, of that, of that senior group, Miller, Race, Trace, and X. He is oftentimes the spokesman. He's a leader. They respect him. And this team, I do believe, will only go as far as, as X takes us. You know, I think that we've got great pieces, but we saw just scratching the surface when X was playing at his best, he needs to play at his best for this team to reach its potential. I just have a lot of faith. Most of these guys, most of the year, are going to be playing their best. They're college players. They're not pros. And even pros have off games or off moments. So we can't be ridiculous in our expectations. But I think because of what they've been through and who they are, I feel more confident now than even I did 10 days ago about this team fulfilling its potential and the extraordinarily high expectations we're now heaping upon them. Well, shit, man, we're going to know early. You know, we're going to know real, real early. That's the truth. That's the truth. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics for the hysterics. No E, no I, but the but sometimes, sometimes why. Make sure you email us at HoosierHysterics at gmail.com if you want to spot in next year's Hoosier Fantasy Experience Fantasy Camp, August 17th to the 20th, 2023. Captain's Club will start on the 17th. The regular camp will start on the 18th. There's going to be a golf outing, women's camp, fan fest. The fan fest will be on the 19th. We just can't wait. I'm already counting down the days to that. Of course, I might have two shoulder surgeries in the meantime. Good luck with that. <laughs> I, I can hey, tell you, you this. like sex i can tell you this the shoulder surgeries will not affect your golf game fair enough fair, it won't affect my basketball game either <laughs> okay uh, I, I, maybe you can be my coach next year <laughs> I, I might do it next year i might coach next year all right man well as always we'll see you next week oh wait wait before what? next week, something else happens. What? Happy birthday, birthday to, to us. Us. Yeah, yeah. We're both having a birthday before the next show. Okay, happy, happy birthday, birthday to us. And Rabbi, it was yesterday. Happy, happy belated birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. And my girlfriend's son has a birthday dear, on the second. Dear uh, all of us. And Rabbi. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to, to you. Maybe the worst ending we've ever done. But at least it was at the end. <laughs> <laughs>
What's the Hoofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric? And as you probably know by now, we're well, Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.